Good evening, everyone. Glad you could join me today on this podcast. Uh, this is Reverend Joshua Miller, Preacher Josh, here tonight, um, your host of Joshua Ministries. Uh, if you would like to contact me or send me any advice or comments, questions, uh, you can contact me uh, through Joshua Ministries 741 at gmail.com or look me up at Joshua Miller on Facebook and follow me there. Um, I try to hold the wicked accountable and share the love of Jesus to the lost and dying world around us on a daily basis. They're on the uh, Facebook page. Um, So that's what we're going to do tonight here on the podcast. Um, We have some very important things to address and we're supposed to expose wickedness and the righteous uh, do not. We should have righteous indignation, and we don't carry the sword in vain. And, of course, the word of the Lord is our sword in this case. So I have some scripture, and actually the uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, just led me to this. Uh, I just got off a Zoom call with uh, Pastor Mark Burns. He's actually running for Congress, but that is not the point. Uh, I'll get to it in a minute. He, he hosted a a zoom call and it's actually a call to brothers and sisters in christ to join and step up against the wickedness that the devil is um pushing into church and these people are allowing into church and we're going to protest now we say protest but it's going to be a worship service it's going to be a revival type event that we're going to have in protest against the wickedness that this church is allowing into the church to to make a stand being bold we're supposed to be uh steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that our work is not vain in the lord and we should our job as christians is to stand up against evil against evil doers being careful to show love and compassion to the person but understanding that we cannot accept sin. We cannot accept the act of sin or disobedience against God, especially in the church. 
lost people can come to church and hear the word of God and sit in the pew and listen and have an opportunity to repent and accept Christ, confess him as their Lord and Savior and turn away from their sins. But they cannot be allowed to come into the church and commit sin in the church or participate in any kind of sin in the church. The church is a physical place where we as the body of Christ have consecrated to worship God and to put him first and to lift his name up and his name only. Uh, And that's biblical. Paul said to us, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is even as that you see that day approaching, that last day. So we see it's biblical to meet and to come together. The body of Christ is us as believers, our personal physical body. The ecclesia is the body of Christ coming together in a congregation. And that's biblical, and we're required to do that as the body of Christ. But we do not tolerate any sort of wickedness being committed or participated in in the body of Christ at the church of God. So we'll get into that here in a minute. I would like to pray, and then we'll get into the scripture. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. And we thank you for the opportunity to be able to come to you, where two or three gather together in your name. You've promised to be in the midst. And we're here in your word. We're desiring to for, for that admonition, that correction the spiritual guidance and living in the spirit and not in the flesh. Pray that you bless the time here together, bless the the fellowship, and bless the, the word. Pray that we would apply it to our lives, put ourselves away, physical, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Put it away and focus solely on your word. We thank you for what you've done, and we give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so what I want to bring up, First of all, is the the issue we're having here that we've we're call, calling to action those here locally in Spartanburg and Greenville, South Carolina, call to action to stand up on May twelfth, seven p.m. at the Trinity Lutheran Church, four twenty one North Main Street, Greenville, South Carolina. Um, reason is because this church, Trinity Church. Now this is this is geared towards the leadership of the church, not the people of the church. The people of the church are the flock. Some may be in agreement, some most likely are not. But the leadership is allowing this, and they are doubly accountable for what they're allowing into the church, and they will be held accountable. Their flyer that they've sent out and posted Sunday, and Pastor Tommy Bryant did a very good job at Grace Church uh, exposing this wickedness. Um, I've actually shared the that exact sermon service uh, on my Facebook page. Joshua Miller Facebook page is under Grace Church. It is on there if you would like to watch that, and it exposes this. And so this Trinity Lutheran Church has uh, sent out a flyer. This is the title of the flyer. Drag Me to Church. And it's in neon lights on the flyer featuring... The Lady Douche. That's how I'm saying it. I don't know if I say that right. 
but it says then it asks a question a drag show at church uh, yes queen obviously uh they're gonna have a and i looked at it, i was like no way there's no way this is this is happening so they're gonna have a drag queen at church presenting at church uh it says Uh, Thursday, May 12th, 7 p.m. in the gym, Trinity Lutheran Church. Now, we're not going to the church physically. We're going to be out there on the, the we're going to have a permit for the road there uh, in front of the church. We're going to be peaceable, reverent, respectful. We're going to have a worship, like I said, a worship service, a praise service, a revival service of sorts. And we're going to praise and worship God and be there to direct and guide people to the light that is to jesus uh so it says drag me to church featuring the lady douche um a drag show at church yes queen free all are welcome and it's trinity church and they have um i'm guessing it's a rainbow i'm guessing that's the pride flag that they have embedded in their their symbols for the church uh, if you go to their facebook page they have all doors are open and each is the the pride colors on the doors meaning that they're um th that homosexual lifestyle is welcome in the church um, but we understand that all people are welcome to church but the sin is not and it says trinity lutheran church greenville south carolina trinity is very proud to present drag me to church a drag show about church faith and god's inclusive love you'll be endlessly entertained as the lady douche leads us through her unique style of worship. And there's more, but I can't read the rest of it. Uh, but it's a he, not a her. You uh, the sex, the sex of a particular person is dependent on the way you were born. And that is the way God made you. Uh, in Psalms 139, 13, 14, so, somewhere in there, it says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And we were made in the secrets in the darkest of places. And he explains that in the Lord knows us. He knows every hair on our head. He knows our name. Uh, God made us. He made us either male or he made us female. So we're going to have a protest. It's called a protest, but it's going to be a worship service. Um, again, we're going to be re reverent and respectful. We're not there to ca call anybody names, call any particular person out. But we're here. It's going to be targeted to the leadership of this church that they will be doubly held accountable. That is biblical. Any leadership is responsible for themselves and also accountable for their the congregation, the church, what they say and what they preach to the congregation and how they lead them. And this is leading them to hell, to be clear. This uh, drag queen, how God does, God does not include sexual immorality on his list of people that go through the gates of pearl um it'll actually be the gates of hell and paul is very clear but he's also very clear there's repentance and redemption for these people um so on this phone this zoom call we had with uh mark burns and several other pastors and uh brothers and sisters in christ uh getting the logistics down for this event and it is going to be at the same time, May 12th, we'll be there. 
Um, if you're wanting to help participate on that day, we'll be there from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. on May 12th. We'll need people there to help, you know, set things up, help sing, um, and so on. We need a lot of numbers, a lot of people there. Uh, so come if you can, if you're in the area. If you know someone in the area, let them know about it. Send them our way. Have them speak to me. Um, through, like I said, through Joshua Ministries, 741 at gmail.com or through the my Facebook page, Joshua Miller. And contact us. Uh, you can also contact uh, Pastor Mark Burns at pastormark at markburns.org and contact them there. So the scripture, now we have the scriptures pertaining to this, the fact that it's biblical for us to step up. And the, the fact is, as Christians, we've done a terrible job at standing up in the communities where we live against wickedness and against sin. We've done a terrible job. So it's high time we do it and step up and do what's right. Quit being scared or afraid. Someone's going to call us names. Someone's going to call us out, make fun of us. Uh, I've never been worried about that. I am, I will admit, an introvert. I don't speak much, but when I say something, it's normally important. But I don't say a lot. I kind of stay, 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 keep to myself until necessary. And I've, I've prayed for myself to, to, for the Lord to give me boldness to be to step out, be more bold. Now I've not, I don't back down when it comes to sin, when it comes to wickedness, to things like this. I don't back down off from God's word. I've always stood on God's word in every aspect of life, and I'm I'm just uh, pray that God will give me the boldness to step up and be more bold and more um, vocal in this in these sort of things so we're looking at uh matthew 21 where jesus flips tables and he says you've you've turned the house of god this 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 was called it is written this is a house of prayer but you've turned it into a den of thieves what did jesus do he went to the temple he wasn't there as he wasn't a priest in the temple he wasn't a teacher of the temple but he's Jesus, the Son of God. He, he understood his position, even as a man, that seeing going to the temple and seeing an issue in the temple that should not have been tolerated. There was extortion in the church. And he saw that these money changers were selling things to the um, people coming to worship the Lord. They came to worship, they needed a sacrifice, and they were making money off the sacrifices. Jesus went in and flipped the tables because Jesus said to make sacrifice. He said to bring your tithes and bring your offerings. Where in there, I haven't found anywhere where he said that people could sell tithes or sell offerings or sell a sacrifice to make money off of, to make a profit. That is not, I have not found that anywhere in Scripture, Old Testament or the New Testament. Obviously, there's accounts where people were doing that, and Jesus flipped tables, and he did it twice. Uh, that is why I don't keep my, when I pay tithes, I say pay, when I give offerings, when I give tithes to the church, I don't document it 
for tax write-offs because I believe that it's wrong that we shouldn't be. Jesus get asked for a tenth and for an offering, a free will offering. Uh, Jesus is keeping count and keeping track of that. I don't need a ta tax write-off for giving to the church what God asked me to give. We're required to give 10%, and anything above that is a request. 10% is God's already, so we're to give it back to him out of the abundance that he has given us. So that's where Matthew 21 comes in. Uh, Matthew 18, 6 comes in because of the wickedness and the sexual immorality. Uh, Matthew 18, I'll go ahead and I'm going to turn. Oh, Hebrews 10. Okay, make sure I didn't lose my other place. The main text for tonight is uh, Hebrews 10. If you want to turn your Bibles there, turn to that. I'm turning to Matthew chapter 18 now and verse 6. And this relates to the topic, uh, drag queen, it's sexual immorality. And what are we teaching children? So through this, we're, we're teaching children perversion. If you're going to a church, churches are uh, family friendly. So you know they're gonna. he's going to stand up. And I'm going to say he. It's not a her. It's a he. He's going to stand up and entertain the church. So what is this telling young people and children? That God accepts this. They call it a lifestyle, but it's a sin. And it shouldn't be tolerated. Uh, see, there are things we don't tolerate because it's immoral. We have the freedom. I'm an American. I'm an, a patriot, and we have freedom. But we don't have freedom to sin. We don't have freedom to be immoral. That's what uh, America has lost is the that compass, moral compass that only comes from Jesus, from God, His Word, from the Word of God. And there's been a, if you look, I'm not going to get into the history at the moment of America, American history, but you can see that the devil has been at work in the founding of our country from the very beginning. But you can see that he was there in the Garden of Eden, too. He's never left. So Matthew uh, 18, verse 6 says, I'm going to back up to verse 5, and this is Jesus speaking. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receives me. Verse 6. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Jesus said this out, out of his own mouth. He said this. And what this person, uh, drag queen, um, this he this male um, is doing is offending children and offending these young ones. He's leading them to believe that God accepts sexual immorality, um, which he doesn't. So he's offending them. So according to Jesus in scriptures, Matthew 18, it's better that he were um, justice was served and he was hanged with the millstone and cast into the sea. Now notice there is grace in that. For one, you're saving children from being offended by wickedness. Two, you're giving him a chance before he hits the bottom of the sea um, to repent. So, but that's Jesus' words, not mine. 
So we also have, we go to Jude, and we go to a lot of scripture tonight while it's on my mind. Um, we'll go to the book of Jude and read a few verses there. And he says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to make a note here that is that this drag queen is doing exactly that, except it's quite obvious what they are doing. Um, they are turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. So what does that mean? I mean, that exactly, I uh, hit the mic, exactly encapsulates what they are doing. They're taking God, his grace and his love, and that he is, um, what was the word they used? Um, inclusive, the inclusive love of God. And saying, God accepts me in what I'm doing, in my lifestyle. That's what they're calling it. I'm using their terms. My lifestyle, and it's inclusive. God accepts me. We'll all go to heaven. That's a lie. Jude is exposing this, and he's. it's required by us that a man be found faithful. We're supposed to expose it and call it out. If we're to allow this, it's public. They've shared it. I, um, we've got the, uh, the invitation here on my phone. We have an obligation to call it out. We can't keep silent and be quiet. Um, being silent is saying something and normally that you condone it. So you have to speak out and speak up against it. Um, and then Jude, we know he says, I'll put you into remembrance Though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. I want to think about that. God is a just God. If you disobey Him, you will be judged, and you will be condemned. And that has to be told. That's what a lot of watered-down preachers, a lot of watered-down churches have done, They've taken out the justice of God out of the Bible. They've taken it out of the pulpit. They've taken it out of the ears of their congregation. But the justice of God will be carried out. He is a righteous God. And because He is righteous, because He is holy, He will carry out justice. And we see how that He says He destroyed them that believe not. There is justice coming and condemnation coming. But we have a job to share the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel, in short, is the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came down to die on a cross. He took the sins of the whole world on himself, 
to the point that God himself had to turn his back on his son because of the sin that Jesus took on himself. Jesus died. He was buried three days, conquered sin, conquered the grave, conquered death, and on the third day rose again. He, after that, became, well, on the cross, he became the propitiation for our sin. The veil was torn between the holies and the, ho the holies of holies, the, 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 the seat that we could not go in. Only the high priest could go in. But when the veil was torn, Jesus Christ, being the go-between, provided, bridged the gap so that we could reach God, so that we could attain salvation through his shed blood, his innocent blood on the cross. That's covered all the sin of the whole world from the first sinner, Adam, to the last sinner, whoever that would be on this earth. He provided that salvation to all, for all. Now it's up to us to accept the free gift or to reject the free gift, but the price has been paid once for all. And it's up to us to share that good news with everyone. You don't have to live in your sins and be condemned to hell. You don't have to go to hell, but you can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That promise is true, and it holds true now. And as the body of Christ, we do not tolerate sin in the midst. So that's what we're calling out. We're calling out this sin. Uh, we'll hope that you join us on May 12th there at 421 North Main Street in Greenville. First Corinthians. I want to go to First Corinthians chapter 6. I like to have the Word of God speak instead of me speak. Um, I can say a lot of things that may not be right, but if I keep myself in the Word, I can stay on track, and that's what I hope to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, we'll go down to verse 9, and he says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. I'm going to stop there because we, got to, we have to understand this. Okay, so a man acting like a woman, uh, yep, that's covered. That's in uh, verse 9 right there in the middle, well, towards the end. The word effeminate, that means a man acting like a woman, having feminine tendencies, that's a sin. And men acting like women will not go to heaven. That is scripture. Um, this guy, a drag queen, is a guy acting like a woman. That is wrong. That is sinful. It, he is actively that living in sin and being condemned to hell means you're currently living in sin. You're doing an act which is ungodly. 
you are living without God. You have no relationship with God because of the sin that you're actively in, actively living in. So, someone that is living in sin is condemned to hell without Christ. You cannot be saved and living in sin at the same time. Now, listen carefully. Because being a Christian, we can sin. We will trip up, and there are times we disobey, but immediately we'll be convicted by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us and lives in us, and He will say, Son or daughter, you know that's not right. You know you, I don't tolerate that. You know you can't, you know, you can't get away with that. And there will be a conviction and the Holy Spirit will bring us to our knees and we will repent. That's not living in sin. That's a, a moment or an event of disobedience that we, and then we're chastised by our loving Father. Uh, there's a difference in a Christian committing a sin and repenting and a sinner being condemned to hell lit in his sins, in his trespasses of sins, and being condemned to hell. There is a difference. So he's speak, Paul is speaking of those that are without Christ, without God as their heavenly Father, without the shed blood of the cross being covering their sins. They're living in sin. It means it's, it's a 24-7 continuous sinful act. That's their life. It is in sin. That means they're condemned to hell. He says, be not deceived. So that's my, what I'm hoping. Uh, that's what I'm shedding light on now is the fact of this deception. The deception is that a drag queen is acceptable and can be set on a, st on a stage in a sanctuary behind a pulpit and give a speech, and the congregation is supposed to accept it and listen and uh, receive it as entertainment. That is absurd. As Paul would say, God forbid, in English. No, this is not allowed, should not be allowed. No one living this sort of life is going to heaven unless they give it up and turn away from it. You have to repent. Repent means to turn away, turn around, a 180 degree turn. That means you're put, throwing it away, putting it down. Whatever it is, you're putting it down. Homosexuality, you put it down. Drunkenness, you put it down. Fornication, you put it down. Idolatry, you put it down. Idolatry is worship, putting anything in the place of God. I don't care what it is. Your work, your family, fishing, hunting, golf, soccer, basketball, football, whatever it is, you put it in place of God. That's idolatry. American Idol, that's idolatry. So living in this, brings condemnation. Now, as I always say, my favorite part of this 
is the next um, next verse, verse 11. And he says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed. Now how can, see that there's a past tense there. You see in 9 and 10, that's current, present. That's what you are. That's what you are doing. Then verse 11 is past tense. It's it's no longer you. You're no longer in that condition. It's a um, different person. It's not you anymore. You um, There was an old man that lived in the flesh, condemned to hell. But now there's a new man. who has been freed, who's been set free, who no longer is headed to hell, but is headed to heaven. Um, Romans 5, 19 says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. There's a difference. You're either in one boat or the other boat. There is no middle ground. We have an obligation as Christians to call this out, call this wickedness out. We cannot tolerate it. How can, um, how can fresh water and salt water be in the same container? It can't. How can good words and cuss words come out of the same mouth? It can't. Either you're good and you speak good words, or your your heart's corrupted and you speak evil words. Um, so Romans chapter 12, verse 1, says, I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's think about that for a minute. So here he, uh, he portrays a... There's a, a, a new way of life, not like the previous life. Something changed. We have uh, a one way, a new man, I mean an old man, living in the flesh, and doing the sinful things of the world. The uh, uh, this being drunk in the world, um, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and all of this, just just um, wallowing in the sin. And then you have the new man, which is a uh, is not conformed. I'm going to read it again, verse one and two. 
uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. What is holy about being a drag queen? What is holy about being a homosexual? What is holy about living in sin? What is holy about being a drunk? Drunkenness will send you to hell. Extortion will send you to hell. Being a liar will send you to hell. The fact is we're born in sin. We're sinners. We're headed to hell. Christ provided a way out, a free gift. But there's there's an action that we have to take. We have to repent. And that, that word is not used very much these days, repent. We'd rather not give up what we're doing, the pleasures of this world. But it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have uh, 2 Corinthians 5, I believe. Uh, let's go down Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, then, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Um, and I praise the Lord for that. But we're new creatures. You see what the word says here? We're new creatures. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And all I see in this drag queen is old, corruption, filth, nastiness, defilement, abomination. But that's all of us that have not accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. And that we, we, we need to understand that we're lost in our trespasses and sin without Christ. He's provided the way of salvation for us, even to this drag queen. I don't even, I've never met him. Uh, I may meet him on May 12th, but there will be the love and compassion needed for his soul hopefully to the end of his salvation and to others there. Um, we have we have a job. The reason why when the Lord, we receive Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, there's a reason why uh, we're not just uh, translated to heaven immediately is because we have a job to do we have to reach the lost with his love show them the, the 
the way of salvation. All right, I want to read Hebrews chapter 10, starting with verse 19. And here it is. He says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So I use this verse quite a lot. Verse 24, we're to provoke each other to righteousness, good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of a judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorer punishment suppose you shall suppose ye shall he be thought worthy of who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant and wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, says the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. This is what will happen. Um, Those that are allowed to be in a position of leadership over God's people and that instead advocate for sinful things will be judged, will be condemned to hell. That's what Paul just said there, or the writer of Hebrews. And he says, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much more punishment do you think that they will have be worthy of those that have trodden underfoot the Son of God and have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace? So we see here someone that is taking the word of God and blaspheming God's word. They're taking, they're taking the holy place, the pulpit, consecrated to God anointed with oil, and taking it to propagate sin and wicked things to the congregation of people. That's, as verse 31 says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. I'm not scared of Baal. I'm not scared of Zeus. I'm not scared of what you name all the Greek mythical gods. 
Um, I'm not scared of any one of them. I know the devil uses them in, in the mythology. The devil, the demons will take on those gods and move and do things. But um, I understand they have no power under the word of God. Uh, as long as I, tr as in First Peter says, trust God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I understand that the power is not in me, but my faith and trust in Jesus that gives me power over the devil over snakes and over scorpions all deception i have power to stomp under my foot through jesus through the holy spirit that's what we're doing we need to live by faith and commit and carry out god's word james says i will show you my faith by my works if you say that you have faith and you don't have works, your faith is dead. You don't have faith. That means you don't trust in God. You don't believe in Him because you do not live it. You do not carry it out. So that's what I hope to do here with the podcast and with sharing God's Word and with exposing this wickedness um, at Trinity Lutheran Church of Greenville, South Carolina. And again, this uh, um, reprimanding, admonition, this uh, rebuking in the name of the Lord is targeted at the leadership of the, the Lutheran Church of Greenville, Trinity Church. I get it right. Trinity Lutheran Church of Greenville, South Carolina. And to the leadership, not to the body. There are some that may agree because they're deceived by the leadership. But that's not geared to them. The, the leader has a responsibility to teach the word of God and, and lead the flock of Jesus to Jesus, to the Son of God, in spirit and in truth. This is deception and lies and wickedness and cannot be tolerated so i appreciate you listening um hope you'll stay tuned for more podcasts on subjects similar to this as we carry out our faith in the word of god through our current events and through our life now where we're at in our communities at home at school wherever it is I pray that you would share this podcast with others. And if there's anyone close by that wants to help us with this on May 12th, uh, contact me again through Joshua Ministries 741 at gmail.com or through a Facebook page on Joshua Miller. And I appreciate you listening. Um, and we're going to close in prayer. Dear Father, Lord. We thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done, what you've given us. Um, I pray that we would be obedient to you. You told us, if you love me, you then you will keep my commandments. And anyone carrying out a, the homosexual sins or any sins, it's not just that, but it's any sin. Anything you've told us not to do, if we do it, is a sin. That means we've condemned ourselves to hell because of our disobedience. 
We pray that we would repent of those things, whatever they are. I pray that we would trust you and profess with our mouth that you are, Jesus is the Son of God, that you were born of a virgin. You did go to the cross. You were crucified on the cross. You were buried because you died and you rose again on the third day. Pray that we'll profess that, be bold, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. As in first Tim or second Timothy one seven, we understand that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Pray that we would be faithful to you and to you alone and to share your word with the world. We pray that you would uh, keep us till the next time, keep us through this day. Wherever we, our brother and sisters are, I pray that you protect them and keep them safe. And I pray that you would, especially those that are being persecuted around the world, give them that faith to be able to um, endure the persecution and to be conquerors and to be able to make it through by faith through the persecution to heaven's doors. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done, what you've given us. I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.